0: Hello folks, and welcome back to a very new episode of Mike I'm your host, Mike Brancatelli, and welcome to my podcast, Mike the only show that advocates for psychedelics and abolishing the federal government. Today on this episode, we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about some things. Psychedelics are illegal not because a loving government is concerned that you may jump out of a third-story window. Psychedelics are illegal because they dissolve opinion structures and culturally laid down models of behavior and intervention process open to us the possibility that everything we you know is wrong. We don't need new laws that control our consciousness and rigidly place it in a prison. Cognitive liberty. The fact that as adults, if we're not hurting anybody else, we should have the right to explore the contours of our own consciousness without any mediation or legislation on the part of somebody else. Reject authority. Authority, authority is a lie. A perception. Information is power, but we have to seize, seize the opportunity. The opportunity. By the so uh, I hope that I hope that you guys like state, that, you know. If you didn't like it, uh, feel free to out. come to my apartment and punch me in the face. Uh, I could be found in New York in uh, some place and uh, just uh, text me, and then you can come and kick me in the balls, whatever you want to do. All right. <laughs> I um. Yeah, I had a uh, interesting week, I guess met up with some people that uh, I went to Peru to uh, do ayahuasca with, and uh, we got to chatting. And I've been thinking about this idea that, uh, you know, I don't know, sometimes I start, what is the point of me talking right now? Um, Like, what, what am I actually doing? Uh, and, and why, and why, why do I feel compelled to do it? You know, I, 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 just, I feel the need, you know, I, I have, I guess I have some of the answers to this question, but it's like, I feel the need to talk, like talk about things that I find interesting. I find the need to talk to people that find me interesting. I find it to be kind of therapeutic. Um, <clears throat> and I, I also find it exciting to just learn about um the complexities of things. I find it interesting to dive into the mystery of things and explore and that kind of stuff. And um but I think one of my biggest missions or purposes is to try and wake people up. I feel like it I don't know, it kind of sounds maybe like a cliche thing at this point, but you know, I'm I'm not like one of those people that are gonna be like Oh, you're, you know, there's a bunch of fucking sheep out there. We gotta wake the sheep, all you know, like fucking wake them. You know, I just, I don't, I, I want to stay away from any kind of animosity or anything like that. You know, I mean, that just sounds stupid to me. But I think, I think what I'm trying to get at is that it's just uh I'm interested in in realness. I'm interested in genuine uh, authenticity, people that are genuine, people that are authentic, people that are really real, people that care about real, um, things. And, and I, I mean, real things, I mean like the, the moments in life when you feel most alive, the moments in life when you feel most like, um, like just truly, truly alive, um, I'm really interested in in experiencing those, having those experiences. I'm really interested in trying to figure out how to prolong those experiences, how to extend those experiences, and I'm really interested in in talking to people, and meeting people, and just being around people that are um, that are like that and that are trying to do that as well. Um, I remember one time I was uh, I was on an acid trip. And uh, I was at a music festival with some friends, and and we were watching Jack White just absolutely shred, shred guitar. And I'm not like a crazy Jack White fan or White Stripes fan. I mean, I like their stuff, but I'm not like super into it. But I just remember uh, my friend goes like, uh, he's like, yeah, it's, it's like amazing, you know, just like this is this is incredible or something. And I, I forget exactly what I, I forget exactly how it was brought on, but I was just like. Yeah, I mean that's just, you know, that's just you living a different life, you know. And uh and then and then I was like and I and I really I really I'm like happy for the me that's living the life of Jack White. You know, like because I cuz I'm doing something extremely awesome and I really appreciate when people can, can create something amazing. And, and, and especially like music. Um, I don't know if that sounds a little confusing, but I didn't, I don't think I literally meant like that, that was me, you know, like whatever me is, but I mean like, you know, whatever the essence of that makes up, you know, the, 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 the system that becomes me, that same essence is in that person and they're doing something that is, amazing to me right now. I'm perceiving it to be amazing. This guitar, the sound of the guitar that he's making and and the way that he's playing, it's at such a high level. It's at such an excellent level. You know, obviously, I mean, that's why things rise to the top in our society that we, you know, deem to be good. You know, somebody plays music that's, that's good. Usually there's a general consensus on what that is. There's a general consensus on what we find to be beautiful and so yeah, I think everybody has different tastes and that's, and that's great and that's amazing. But I think there's generally people know when something sounds in rhythm, in tune, when something sa- when even if you don't like the kind of music that you're hearing, you can say, you know, oh, I, you know, I don't really particularly like this kind of music, but I see how it is good. I understand how other people could like it because I see that it's actually made at a very high level. So, so yeah, I'm I'm a attra- i am i am mean I'm extremely attracted to that. I, I get really turned on by people doing things at a high level. I just feel, um, I don't know. I I, th- I think for me, I don't really consider myself to be a kind of master of one thing at all um not at all. I mean it, I I I might be uh you know but I I don't see it that way to me personally. Um others might compliment me and say like oh you know you're really funny or you know you do, you do this or you do that what really well and that's really nice and I appreciate that but I guess like every kind of creative person they always have that kind of crippling self-doubt almost you know that helps Drive them. Like I think it's actually a good thing to kind of be self-critical, but not not self-critical to a debilitating point, but self-critical to a point where you persevere on. I'm. Um, I think I think that's a good thing. But uh, I forget where I saw something. Uh, some kind of term for it when you're like really good at something, uh, but you don't realize it because. Uh, your bias, like it's uh, or or because it's you that you don't really typically understand. I think I saw a meme by uh, the free Thought Project. Let me see if I could find it. Oh, uh, did you know smart people underestimate themselves? Ignorant people think they're brilliant. It's cognitive bias called the dunning Kruger effect where the highly skilled assume that the things they find easy are also easy for others, and the unskilled are so incompetent that they can't recognize their own stupidity. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think that's like, you know, sometimes maybe, uh, I guess, like if I was to ask like Jack White, you know, like, oh, man, how did you play that guitar like that? Like, how could you, how, how do you do that? You know, he might just, I, I, you know, obviously practice, you know, but I think a lot of it is probably just like, I don't know, I just play, you know, it just fucking comes out of me. I think that's, I think you find the same thing with like a lot of comedians and a lot of people that are artists, you know, it's, it's not necessarily like, I I think there's, there's some people that choose to, to be an artist and maybe they don't have the natural talent, but the people that have the natural talent, I feel like are compelled to be an artist, compelled to be a comedian, a musician, a performer or whatever, you know, they, they have to do it. They have to do it. Um, yeah. And I think, uh. I don't know. I, I think that the same thing could be said, you know, if I can relate this to myself, I think when, when I was, uh, when I was doing comedy and people were, you know, coming up to me and, and was, I don't know, people would just ask like, oh, how do you come up with that stuff? Or, um, you know, even people well, like, oh yeah, like, you know, not everyone can do that or, or whatever. And, you know, to me, it's just like, I don't know. I mean, I just think like, you know, I just think of something and I, I, it just comes out. I just say what, I can't explain it. I mean, that's just what it is. I just, that's what I do. I don't know. It's hard for me to explain. Um, yeah. And I just kind of, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that there's like, you know, there's people out there that can relate to that, but, uh, it, um, is a scary movie. And that was the end of that. No, but actually, uh, what I wanted to say was, um, Yeah, that look. It's for for me. I feel that um, it's almost annoying or boring, and I you know I felt this way my whole life. Um, I I always felt very underwhelmed. Uh, by a lot of things and and disengaged. I I just, you know, certain, certain things would excite me and I would say, yeah, that's cool. That's exciting. But then once I kind of figure out what that thing is all about, I'm like, Oh, I get, I get it now. I'm not really that thrilled by it anymore. And then it kind of loses its luster totally. And I kind of totally am just done with it and just like, all right, what, what, Next can kind of excite me and and get me going and and keep me interested and and challenge me and and you know what else i mean that that was one of my biggest problems with uh with school and and once again, I just want to keep in mind the fact that i'm you know I'm talking about genuine authenticity and realness and people performing at a high level um, as being something that I'm attracted to and something that really gets me gets me going because <laughs> really uh really gets me going like like when i see a stripper dancing perfectly to that nickelback song oh man i just really want to give her some money um so what what i what i'm what i'm getting at is i don't know when i went to school i mean i just felt like uh, this sucks i mean there's nothing here and and it's not just like i think there's a difference between People that just kind of look at something and go, oh, this sucks. Or like, this stinks. But like, they do it anyway. And they kind of just put their head down. They, they figure it out. They get through, get by, whatever. I'm like, this sucks. And like I'm like, I don't want to do this at all. And I don't want anyone else to d- be doing it either. Because it's just boring and uh, not interesting and not engaging and not challenging enough. And uh, just lame. Really just lame and uh, uninteresting. And, and the quality of fakeness about it as well, you know, um, not a fan of that. I'm really not a fan. And, and it reminds me of that, uh, Billy Joel, you know, Billy Joel, he's not, not the most insightful human being ever, but remember this, he's got that song, the stranger, um, where he's like, you know, every stranger wears a mask or something. I I forgot exactly how it goes. But, uh, you know, we all are doing that to a certain extent. I mean, we all kind of wake up in the morning and we put our, our whatever, you know, our respective masks on, but it's like, what are we doing? Like, aren't we all doing the same thing? Like, why don't we just be real with each other? And, uh, I mean, can we, is that even possible? Um, I, I actually don't know. Um, I'm trying to think back to maybe a a time when I was less aware or less awake to, um, to this kind of way of thinking. Uh, For me, I think a lot of, a lot of my habits, behaviors, motivations, and even thoughts were probably guided by like popular culture or not necessarily popular culture, but kind of Po- be like being popular like what that is what is being popular what is being cool you know and and I what why did I want to do that I I think it's because when you're when you're a child and you're you're in this kind of growing stage it could be scary, you know, it could be very scary. And I think that we're, we're, we're naturally evolved to conform to the group. So conforming to the group, all of a sudden becomes the general consensus of what is cool. Um, what is normal, you know, if you're outside of that, like if you're, you know, like some kid that you know, spikes his hair, and you know, a mohawk and dyes it pink and, you you know, I mean, if if that if that particular style at that time is not what's quote unquote in, if that's not the general consensus of what is cool, then you're seen as an outsider. And when you're an outsider, on a tribal mentality, you you're gonna starve. You're not gonna survive. You're not gonna mate. You're not gonna procreate. So I think there's a a biological evolutionary reason why we conform, but I also think it's pretty dangerous too. Because when you conform, you lose the genuine, authentic, real, true self, the 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 amazing thing that you could be. You know, it's like if there was a garden and you just sprinkled some seeds in the dirt and soil and it got some sun and water and stuff and you know um all of a sudden some things started to pop up and and some some of them were colorful flowers but the colorful flowers all you know saw that uh there was green just bland green plants like popping up around them and they said oh i don't want to stick out i don't want to be just like a colorful flower amongst these bland green plants i better ch- you know shapeshift and and change to uh to green so i could fit in and that's just boring. That's boring. And it's lame, it's boring, it's uninteresting. It's it becomes repetitive. Uh you know and and and, and just stale. It 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 becomes life when that, when when you conform to the general consensus of what is. Um Life becomes safer, but ultimately you become more trapped in a box. You become trapped in, you know, I've been watching the show Westworld, and I I highly recommend it. Go watch Westworld on HBO. It's great. You become, you're like a host trapped in a loop because you're not really Thinking thoughts of your own, you're not really a free, independent human being. You've you're you're relying on the quote unquote programming that's been given to you, and and and, and you're you're not uh, going beyond or challenging that that programming. And 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 we do get programmed. I mean, uh, you know, to to a high degree. Uh, I mean, what you know, what is this world other than programming i don't personally know anybody who is born free off the grid with you know without uh programming without societal n- constructs cultural norms and that sort of thing i mean we all do it it's just we can do we can come up with better programming i you know that's that's the goal i mean that would be a really cool thing to do. That's a, I think a good goal to strive for. Um, cause the current programming only serves the people that are, uh, you know, benefiting off of, uh, the, 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 the way that the software is written or whatever, you know, if you, to, to, to speak metaphorically, but, but you lose, you lose a lot. you lose, um, you know, you, there's, there's this underlying potential and I forget who said, I think it was Thoreau that said, uh, you know, most people live quiet, uh, lives of quiet desperation. And I always, that always stuck out with me. But I was like, quiet desperation. Like that just sounds, that sounds so sad. You know, it sounds so tragic. And, uh, I think it's true. You know, I think it's true and I can't speak for everybody, but I really, I mean, I have to, I would have to think that, that for most people, they try and distract themselves from the true nature of our circumstances. And if they just line up enough distractions in a row, then life can just be like one big, um, you know, one, one big uh, water slide. Just wee, you know, all the way through, you know, one distraction after the next. Until, you know, you realize that the water slide, uh, you know, flies off the cliff and then it's over for uh, life, for your life. So what did you really um, do? I don't know. I mean, is I, 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 I honestly, I don't want to, con- like, I'm not trying to condemn anybody, but I've had this thought. recently about, um, you know, spiritual awakening, waking up, uh, higher states of consciousness and and that sort of thing. And my question to myself was, what's the point, you know, what's the point if I, what's the point of being awake if people around you aren't awake, you know, So I'm, you know, reading these Adyashante uh, Adyashante books and he's great, you know, spiritual teacher, but uh, my cynical, the cynical part of my mind or the pragmatic part of my mind, whatever um, you want to call it, is like, oh yeah, okay, so what? I mean, this is, uh, you know, Adyashante, like, you know, this is great. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, waking up and, you know, living in the moment and, you know, accepting things as is and spirituality, bliss, enjoyment, whatever, you know, he, he makes the point of saying, awake, wake, waking up is not easy. It's not, uh, you know, it's not just like pure ecstasy. It's challenging. And your whole, you know, his book is called The End of Your World. It's a crumbling to pieces of your existing world into a new world, but... So what's the point? <clears throat> what's the point of being awake in a dream? And when I met with my uh ayahuasca pals, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple of lovely ladies that uh I was down there with, one of them uh, I posed the question to, she said, "Well, you know, what's the point of being awake in, in a dream?" the point of being awake in the dream is when you know you're awake in the dream then you can do whatever the fuck you want you can make this whatever you want you you can influence your dream when you're when you're dreaming and you don't know you're dreaming your dreams just go they're just kind of out of your control it just is what it is whatever your you know whatever the dream state subconscious wants it to be that's what it is but if you can actually lucid dream wake up in the dream and know that you're dreaming then you can influence the dream, you can do things that you want to do. So that is a metaphor in regards to this waking state that we're in right now, this physical uh, reality, this reality that we all seem to agree upon as being real. So if if this is quote unquote a, a, a type of dream world, you know, where there's a lot of people that are asleep in this world. That need to be, you know, and I and and here, you know, I am woken up, and and other people are are woken up. Well, you know, it's kind of difficult to be a cog in the in this machine when you're not thinking like a cog. You know, you're it's it's hard to be a, a robot in this system when you're not a when you're not a robot anymore so it's like well where do you go what do you do what's the point of it you know i look at i look at some people and i think oh they're really enjoying the game and you know the game of life they're really doing it and here i am and i'm miserable because you know i'm 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 thinking like man like i don't really want to play this particular game and I feel like I'm awakened to a whole new reality, and I'd like to participate in that reality. I guess I have to maybe find people. You know, it's it's just a whole. It's like a whole new world, Aladdin, right? It's a it's a whole different thing. It's 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 hard to fit back in it's hard to fit back into uh, it. And, you know, I think uh, some people would say, well, you know, you can start, you know, making more kind of higher vibrational, uh, higher consciousness choices and maybe even move somewhere that's, you know, different and, and aligns with your new uh, set of thinking and your new perspective. And yeah, I think maybe those, all those things will help, but how, how can we help the, uh, you know, others, other people, are not um who are not into you know psychedelics who are not into achieving a higher state of consciousness who are not doing these things i mean sh- is there a responsibility do we i don't you know i don't know i i don't uh i'm not sure but i do i do have kind of almost like a matrix uh style uh moment sometimes where i'm like why well, I, I wish i took the blue pill maybe you know like i i the red pill, you know, okay, the red pill is the truth, but I mean there's a lot of people out there that are blue-pilled and they seem to be having a pretty goddamn good time. But I don't know, you know? I mean maybe that's just the front they put on. Maybe they maybe they're sad and lonely and you know, like I said before, it seems to me that a lot of these people buy into this game and uh, the blue pill game and you know, they're asleep and but they but they stack up one experience after the other. So the whole life becomes like that water slide ride of distractions, you know, distractions from their, their own mortality, which I think is a, a big motivating factor for uh, almost everything that we do in life. So they kind of ignore it. They don't want to think about it. And I, I, I think this has to be true to some degree. I mean, if you look at kind of the way that we uh, value the way that we have uh, the, the way that we look at death in our culture, you know, uh, it's such a grim, dark, sad reality. Oh, it's terrible, you know. And uh, why? I mean, we're all going to die, you know. It's like everyone's going to die. No one's not going to die. But it's because we we don't incorporate it into, like, daily life. It's not spoken about. It's not celebrated. Like, a, when someone dies, there sh- it should be a grand celebration, a party. Or, you know, we... we we, we do these weird human things where we, we put someone in a box, it costs like twenty thousand dollars in the ground and then we put a fucking stone on top of it and everybody wears black and cries and you know, oh you know. And that's horrible. I wouldn't I don't want that at all. And I, I've said this multiple times, but I'll say it on the air so it's out there. I wanna when I die I want my bones in the dirt. I wanna be in the earth. Bury me under a tree, I wanna grow into a tree. <laughs> or something like that, you know. Bury me up. I'll put my bones in the dirt of the earth, and I don't need a headstone or remember. You know, there's just a waste of space. You know, it's, we can't accept the fact that that this consciousness is, is, or whatever this is, that there's a finiteness to it, and there's also an infiniteness to it. But the finiteness is just this. This human experience is, from what we know, is finite. And I think what you have is a lot of people are afraid of that. And that that fear is very powerful because you can control people with that fear. You can really get people to do things that they normally wouldn't do because they're afraid. And obviously our fear receptors are, are heightened, you know, it's an evolutionary biological thing. And we're, we're more likely to notice things that go bad and go wrong and that are scary than we are to notice things that are happy and positive and, and blissful and enjoy, you know, enjoy that. But that's just the way that we're wired. I think we're changing. I think we're in a transitionary period right now. I think we're evolving to a higher state. I think the vibrational levels have been raised and people are waking up more and more. I think that's a great thing. Um, but you have these people out there that are asleep and you know, living the blue pill life and, and playing the game, And, uh, to me as an outside observer, sometimes I do get envious and I say, you know, I I just, I wish that I, I wish that I got joy out of that. I wish that I, I wish that I found enjoyment out of this. And, and, and it's, it's, I'm not saying it in, in a condescending way or in a condemning way, I'm, I'm saying it in a truly almost envious way. You know, I, I wish that I didn't have this brain that, that would not stop. You know, I, 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 I wish that I, I wasn't maybe as, uh, uh I mean, I don't know, you know, I, I, I do enjoy exploring these, these areas and, and talking about these kinds of things. And it does fascinate me, but at the same, it, it, it's a very, it's very much a gift and a curse. You know, it's, it's, it, it, it's it's fascinating and and i appreciate it and i'm grateful that i have the uh, mental capacity to to entertain certain uh, kinds of ideas and to read fascinating things and to have great conversations and to do you know to do the things that i'm, I'm interested in doing but at the same time it's it's also a, a big burden just always have that machine running and running and running and, and never shuts off you know it's a, for me i i've I, you know I, even when i drink i i can't put, put suppress it um, it's always running, running nonstop, and uh even when I dream, I have very, very vivid dreams, and I remember them very uh clearly it's almost like I live a second life, you know when I go to sleep it's like I have another life, I remember it just as real as I remember this life. It's pretty crazy when you think about it. Um, but it the, the, none of these things really help me. In this uh, blue pill game that most people are playing in this in this you know in this in this mainstream society, it's very difficult. It's very difficult to plug in, plug back in. but I, I do see the joy in 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 some people, but I wonder once again, I wonder um, when they don't have those experiences stacked up after one after the next, when they're not constantly being social and active and around people or doing the things that they love or whatever, when they're alone, when they're by themselves, like what do they think about? What are they concerned about? What are their deepest fears and, and desires and wants and needs and, and all that kind of stuff? Do they even know? Do they have those thoughts? Do they have those feelings? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm curious to know. I'm cu- very curious to know, but it almost it almost seems like as an outside observer, it almost seems like, you know, well, I as long as I can, you know, go to go to the bar tonight, and then you know go out, go out to dinner, and go to the bar, and then tomorrow we're going to the movies, and then we're going bowling, and then I go to work, and I got all this busy stuff to do at work, and then you know. Uh, the weekend comes and uh, more partying and then, oh, I'm going to get that car and then I'm going to get that raise and then I'm going to go on this vacation. It's just like one more, one next thing after the next and always has to kind of be better and bigger and more and, you know, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that if that's all you're placing your bets on in this life, if you're going all in on experience of uh, the material realm of having things, acquiring things, and um, just trying to do one thing after the next without ever kind of thinking about it and thinking about your life and who you are and what this means and why you're can you know just having deeper thoughts and having and going in on a on a personal level level going into yourself going into your mind going into your heart. I think it's – you're almost like – it's like you're running a race blind almost. I don't know. I don't know. I mean maybe, maybe, maybe not. I just think – I think there's so much more out there and I just want everyone to be – I want myself um, and I want everyone else to be as unique and authentic and creative um, as they possibly can. I I don't want to see – I don't like to see – pain and suffering and, and just kind of, you know, dumbness, uh, you know, I want to see intelligence and, and people striving to be, um, good, but that also, that also requires kind of a paradigm shift in our culture in terms of the kinds of jobs that we, that we do. Kinds of jobs that we have. I think I talked about this a little bit on the last podcast, so I'll just briefly bring it up. But I think if we started to, if more people started to be awake, then we would have a transformation consciousness. We would have a shift. The majority of people are now awake. Then we would start to organize our society differently. We would start to prioritize things differently. And you would see different jobs. You know, there would be different you know, you, you might have like a, a clown that paints people's faces might be like a hundred thousand dollar a year job or something like that or whatever. I mean, uh, clowns are kind of freaky, but I'm just saying like, you know, there, there might be like uh we might have like uh, music festivals might be, uh, bigger and more frequently, and then they might need more people to attend to them and the jobs might be more lucrative. I mean, just look at the way that social media started, right? Social media was kind of just a game just between kids, colleges, and now it's like a legitimate, serious thing that everybody is involved with and it pays a lot of money and it's, it's created thousands, millions of jobs. So, if we can change the if we can change kind of the modalities of thought, that kind of engineer the culture that we currently live in at a young age, to prioritize things that are fun and creative and exciting, and that encourage kids to be unique and 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 express themselves in a creative way, that the all of a sudden you'd see less less of a need for lawyers and accountants and, you know, financial stock market people and that stuff, there'd be less of a need for that because that would not be something that we would prioritize as being important as a culture. We would prioritize, you know, jumping in a bouncy house or something like that, you know? Like we, we would have, there would be more, and, and this, is the, this is the great thing is I don't even know what it would be, because I can't possibly fathom that, you know, but something would happen if you allow for the creative, expressive, unique, critical thinking, if you allow for wisdom and, and learning and apprenticeship and that sort of thing to take foot with the technology and with the knowledge that we have today and encourage people to be more real and more genuine and, and true. I think you would all of a sudden see a shift in what the, what life is, you know, life was very different for people, you know, 500 years ago, for people a thousand years ago, you know, what was a job, what was, what was a priority in life, you know, it, it changes with time as, as, as leisure time increases and, and things like that. So I, I can I can go on about that and maybe I'll do a separate podcast about that. You know, just uh, touch on that a little bit here. But you know that the point of this show is is just to talk about uh, being real, being being genuine, being authentic, living awake in the dream, and creating creating it how you want it to be created, and seeing past the the bogusness. Of a lot of the stuff that goes on. And I think that there was a you know, there's a big war right now uh with the established powers, the establishment. It's it's hard to really pin down one name for for it. I mean, it's a it's not necessarily a thing, it's not like one thing it's, you know, it's the government, it's the mainstream media, it's whatever, it's it's the mainstream media, the government, uh, Hollywood, uh, the intellectual class, colleges, uh, universities, it's whatever the prevailing dominant uh, power people in society and institutions that are currently holding power are. And I think that the, one of the greatest things about technology and the free market is the fact that you have the the freedom, the Absolute freedom for companies to be created, to challenge the status quo, and to do something that they 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 all praise or say to praise, at least they used to in Silicon Valley, and that is being a disruptor. Techno, like disrupting the marketplace. Disrupting, you know, Uber disrupted the cab driving uh, industry. Airbnb disrupted the hotel industry. We need this is the crucial key to liberation and progress and uh, and freedom and and peace and happiness and everything. Because uh, I mean, you know, I'm not talking about like you know constant euphoric state of bliss, but I'm just saying like this is the key to 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 realness to truth. To living uh, aw- fully awake within the dream, it's al- allowing for the freedom to exist that challenges the status quo, that disrupts the establishment power of things. When you are when you are not being uh, forced to stand down, when you're allowed to be, when when the game allows you to rise up and challenge. And what that means is, you know, when there's, when there's less laws, less regulations, less rules, and that sort of thing, that it, it it becomes more fun because all of a sudden, you know, we're seeing an exponential rate of change with a lot of the, you know, technology that we're seeing—communication devices, artificial intelligence of driverless cars, drones, this sort of thing. But what about on the spiritual front? What about on the uh, naturopathic medicine front, what about on the healing front? what about on the psychological front? What about on you know the the less tangible front, the less materialistic front you know the mystic front? what about on the government front? you know what about on that you know the 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 people are are upset about this election I mean finally they're waking up finally they're waking up to they're the realizing the fact that something's something's rotten and it needs to be changed. And, uh, and that was another great thing and, uh, that I, I spoke with uh, one of my friends about that I met from the ayahuasca ceremony uh, sessions over the summer. And she said, uh, you know, she's, she's like, look, well, you know, look, maybe, you know, maybe that uh, Donald Trump being president is good for people is awakening. Because, you know, awakening, it, like we said before with the Shante, awakening is not uh, easy. It's very hard. And, it's, and, it, and it takes a lot to go through awakening and it's and it's a big challenge and it's almost like the earth you know the globe the people of earth now we're it's like we're sitting in a collective ayahuasca ceremony and you know we're going through a difficult experience right now and the difficult experience will teach us a valuable lesson, but sometimes we need to go through the difficult experience for it to teach us a valuable lesson. Sometimes it takes the shit, you know, rising to the top and, you know, over flooding the the, 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 the whatever, you know, over flooding the toilet before you realize, oh, my God, we got to call a plumber. Like, there's a problem, you know, like this is really getting out of hand. Like, this is crazy. Wow. I can't believe we let it get out of hand to this point. So maybe it maybe it takes that to kind of jolt everybody awake, you know? Because seriously, I mean, if, if Hillary Clinton became president, I mean it might have just been a just continuation of Barack Obama's policy and you know, all the, the bad things that he was doing, it stays kind of under the radar and under the under undercover. Now that Donald Trump is president, I mean that might help people realize and, and wait, you know, awaken to the fact that there's a war, there's a cultural war, there's an a cultural engineer engineering sort of war. Of these the prevailing establishment powers and how they want to shape and mold society and how they want people to you know force to fit into their their worldview into their game but maybe maybe we're gonna go through a challenging experience and and people will wake up you know maybe that's a good thing and once again that that was not my idea that was that was her idea and she's great and we'll get her on the podcast in the in the future really uh, insightful uh, in person and uh, so I think that's um. A good thing to keep in mind, and uh, especially you know now with the the crackdown, supposed crackdown of fake news, you know it's uh, okay. You know, Facebook and Google are going to crack down on fake news. Okay, well, who, well, what determines fake news? You know, I mean, there. I saw some of this. Uh, this professor or whatever, some assistant professor was uh, apparently some woman started this whole thing trying to ban fake news but the the real truth is people want to ban anyone that's that, that is a disruptor anybody that challenges the establishment power anybody that shakes and rattles the cage too much to where the people that are that have you know that have a vested interest in keeping things the way that they are uh, they get mad. Because they have a vested interest in keeping things the way that they are. Because why? Because they—that's how they make money. That's how they have a living. That's how they live a good life. That's how they stay in control. That's how they, you know, shape the world according to how they think. I mean, look, there's, you know, this is not this is not wacky conspiracy stuff. I mean, you can think it it is if you want, but there's people in the world that have billions of dollars and trillions of dollars, and they have influence over um, how what what you know how things happen and what the way things go. What what wouldn't you almost be tempted to? To, to do that I mean if you had if I if I had uh you know billions of dollars I sure as hell would i mean i'm I'm trying to shape the world in the way that I want it to be right now by doing this podcast and by you know doing some of the things that I do writing and and, and other things and I'm trying to help I'm trying to help get the message out there the way that I see it tell it like it is the way I see it and then hope that maybe some people connect to that. And if they do, then great. Then, then, then keep moving forward and keep building and keep learning and keep trying to do that. So I, I don't have any resources available to me whatsoever. But if I did, I could tell you I'd be doing, I'd, you know, I'd probably hire a bunch of people, start a whole organization and, 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 and try and, you know, make this like a daily thing try and waking people up and and trying to make uh, just life better for a lot of people that are struggling and people that are confused or people that are, um, you know, whatever it is. Just try and offer something where people can relate and uh, experience something alternative to um, what uh, – not necessarily alternative, but – <clears throat> the, the fact of the matter is that there's there's a general consensus um to what is kind of considered and i wanna talk about uh yeah i i had this thought when i was under an ayahuasca session about the word is i had a i had a vision about is well what is you know <clears throat> about how Everybody at the time during the ayahuasca ceremony, we would gather and we would talk and we would share and people would say, you know, why is this happening to me? Why is this doing, you know, and people were kind of complaining, not complaining, but, you know, just sharing their stories and stuff. Oh, I don't understand why this is happening. I don't understand why that was this way or this is that. And it's like we're putting so much uh, focus on the like, you know, why it, why is this happening to me and, and that sort of thing. And we're we're forgetting about the is, and I had this whole thing and it's in the ayahuasca journey. <coughs> it's in the ayahuasca journey podcast series, um, where I talk about is and the meaning of is and, and how it came to me and the vision of it and you know the the how powerful the word is is, because is is now. This is life. We you know this is represents kind of the present moment. It's masculine, it's feminine, it's, uh, it's yin yang, it's, you know, creative destruction is, and there's a great power to is. And, uh, but I had that vision on ayahuasca and, and, and and I wrote it all down and, um, and I had all these thoughts surrounding it, you know, is, is, and the other day I was listening to the Duncan Trussell Family Hour, huge fan, uh, inspiration. And he had Hamilton Souther on, another great guy, a uh, former shaman and owner of Blue Morpho uh, in Peru. And uh, he said, is, he, he started to talk about is. And I was like blown away because I was like, whoa that's exactly the same thought that I had. And and now there's this, you know, master shaman Hamilton Souther, you know, talking about uh, the same thought that I had that came to me in an ayahuasca ceremony. And he said, uh, he said, there's a problem right now. There's a fundamental problem right now that there's this general consensus of reality on the verb is. That is, that is, that is we all seem to know what is, is. And then he goes on to say, yeah, this consensus reality on the verb is, we're always calling things that is, that is, and it happens over and over again and people forget what actually is. Then we get, conf- uh, we get a confined reality of only things that we know as being is, so when we keep calling things, that is that, that is that, that is that, when we keep defining things as is, then we get this confined version of reality of only things that we know, and there's nothing going on outside of that. But there is so much more going on outside of that. But I, I, and I think this relates back, and I'm, I was so happy that he said that, and I was like blown away. Because it it was like exactly in line with with the vision that I had, and what I was thinking, and it, it just uh, it connects to this whole kind of conformity thing, you know, conforming and not being genuine, and people being fake, and the fake news sites, and you know all this kind of stuff, and you know my obsession with finding realness and genuine uh, authenticity, and 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 people you know being unique and things like that, because this this general consensus of the verb is. You know, it's, it's lit, it's, it is limited. (laughs) And, uh, I remember this uh, LSD trip that I had, and, um, I had this like crazy vision where, um, there was like just a a whole bunch of blackness. Like I was in space and it was just black, but there's no stars or nothing. It was just black. I was in space. And then I kind of like was floating and then I saw, um, It looked like almost like, uh, I don't know. I remember in like my elementary school, we had like a, we took like a giant like parachute and we would like play some game where we like, like swung the parachute up and down. It was like huge. And like, you know, kids would stand in a circle and they'd all hold the parachute and they would swing it up and down. And like someone would like run through the middle. You'd have to run through before the parachute got down, you know, you'd swing it up and they'd run through. I don't know if anyone else played that game, but we did. And, uh, And I, so I'm on this LSD trip and I'm floating and, and in space and everything's black, it's all black. But then I see this kind of like parachute type movement, this like wave, this like wave of like rainbow kaleidoscopic colors. Um, Not necessarily kaleidoscopic, it was very smooth, but it was like kind of a circular, almost like a, a paint on like a swirly, one of those like paint where you put, Paint on a, uh, those like swirly boards and it, like swirls around, like to make maybe like a tie dye or something. But it was really smooth. It almost looked like Mario Kart, like Rainbow Road, that kind of thing in space. And it was like circling around, and, and it was waving. It was like breathing, like the parachute, like moving up and down. And I think there there was like a uh, maybe like seemed like a, a dude, like a dude, and he was like uh, he was like, "Come on, man, like join us," you know, and. I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, what do I do? And he's just like, come on, just like do, you know. And it just seemed like, like he was, it wasn't an actual person. It was like, he was like part of like the color that was waving. So everybody had like a different color and everybody was waving. They're like, they're just waving their color. And the color was just doing all kinds of wiggly moves and different things. And, you know, making like different sounds and, and going in different directions, but all kind of like in that waving, breathing kind of motion. And I was like, whoa, this is fucking cool. And and people were going like, look what I can do. Like, look what I can do. Like, like you know, check this out. Like, watch this color. You've never seen this color before. It was like, bam. And it was like gold sparkles into like orange and, and red. And, f- and then it became like fire. And then it meshed into like blue. And it was just really, really cool. And I remember just going like, oh, this is like, yeah, like this is the way that like life is supposed to be. Like we're all supposed to be just doing like just doing cool stuff, being unique making things that have never existed before building on top of it, you know, just, just be in our color and just shoot it out there and just having a great time and just kind of all working together. And we're kind of like competing with each other, you know, like we're competing with each other, but we're also collaborating with each other. It's like a, a peaceful collaboration and competition. And as the colors shoot out and spin around, they fade away and disappear. And you have to shoot more colors out and they do more things and they fade away and they disappear. It's like a, you know snapchat kind of thing like it's only there for a little amount of time and then it goes away and i think it and i just remember just being like like i f- i felt like very very uh, euphoric and i and it was a good sensation and the vision was really cool and um and i just remember being like oh yeah that's like the key to life you know <laughs> yeah key to life oh, you always find the the key to life it's always something one, one thing or another, but it's like one, it's, it's a part of it. And I think one of the, the coolest things is that life is such a big mystery that we don't exactly know what, what anything is. And, you know, I've said this before on the show, but if anyone tells you that they really know what, what it is, I mean, they're full of shit. I think, you know, I think it's hard to, it's hard to walk around and, and be very egoless and just say, I don't know. You know, I really just don't know. I mean, the, like everything that I say on my show on my podcast, like, is my best guess at how I'm perceiving the world at this very time. I I might change my mind tomorrow. I I might I might have contradicted things that I've already that I've said. You know, I I don't know. But it, it just whatever whatever feels real and true and genuine and authentic for me today is what feels real and true and genuine and authentic for me today and i can't really predict or speak to the future or the past i just know what is what i just know what i want to say now and i just know how the kind of mindset that i'm in now and the kind of way that i'm seeing things now and i also know that i that i don't really know that i'm I, I, not that I, not not. It's not about necessarily being right, but it's like I know that I know that there's no way that I could possibly know everything. Not even close. And the only thing that I know is that I'm trying to make sense of my world, and I'm trying to make sense of existence and myself, and I'm trying to um, explore different topics. I'm trying to talk about different things because there is there is a a yearning to know all that is but i i just i know that i won't get there but the journey of 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 exploring that space and 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 making guesses and, and trying to come up with uh, different ideas and 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 be creative and you know is fun for me because it could potentially have uh an impact on changing the 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 way things is and i don't know i mean isn't that the way that we do a lot of things i think that is the way that we do a lot of things unfortunately there's a lot of people out there that use certain kinds of manipula yeah uh they they use certain uh kinds of manipulating tactics to try and, uh, persuade people, you know, to control people, to, and, you know, to, to play off people's, uh, fears and, 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 things like that. And, uh, you know, there's some people that would argue that the, those people that are doing that, you know, I think that a lot of the times that we mistake the people that are doing that, uh, as, as being kind of like a cartoonish version of, of evil. And I I think maybe some of them are, but I think some of them genuinely think that, that they are convinced that their view of how things should be is the correct view. And that if it wasn't for them, that, uh, you know, things would be in disarray and or whatever. So they need to kind of force their view by any means necessary on other people to manipulate them and to, you know, propagandize them and to lie to them to kind of, you know, get them going, you know, to get them to go collectively, get together to meet the goal that they, that ultimate vision or ideology is trying to achieve. And uh, <clears throat> I don't like that, you know, I don't, I don't like playing games. I just, I mean, I like, I do like, I do enjoy playing games, but I enjoy playing games when everybody knows it's a game. That's that's what I like. And I think that this world, and I think I'll end it on this, but I think that this world would be so much fucking cooler. You know, going back to how I started this podcast originally talking about genuine, authentic, real, you know, people being awake. I think this world would be a hell of a lot cooler and what, way more interesting and just way more fun if more people were awake, if everybody was awake and we were fully aware that we were awake and we were fully aware of the fact that the world is just a bunch of different games that we all decide on what we want to do. And then we can play the game, whatever we, whatever way we want, but we all are awake and we all know that we're playing a game and that would be very fun and very cool. Of course, in order to do that, you need to, we need to uh, evolve to a certain uh, state of, of being and, uh, I'm not, I'm not there yet, by the way, I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea. I don't want anyone, to, anyone to think that I'm, uh, some fucking guru or something like that. Cause I'm totally not at all. Like I'm just a fucking idiot with, with thoughts of my own, with a microphone and a, and a, and, you know, I, I mean, I'm just like, I'm just a fucking dude. I'm just a guy and I'm no, I'm just, you know, I'm no special, no more special than you. Uh, you know, I'm no, I'm nothing. Okay. I'm just a fucking person. Um, and I have a lot of flaws, a lot of flaws, but I think that if we have more people that are awake and, and more people are awake and, and if everybody was awake and, and everybody knew that they were awake and we can, and everybody knew that life is just a bunch of series of games that we can create and we can make whatever we want. That would be great. That would be fun. That would be the, the best way to go about living in my opinion. Um, but, but what I was going to say was that we need to, we need to get rid of the, the people who would not want it to be that way. We need to get rid of the people who who would not allow for individuals to have the freedom to make the choices that would lead them to uh, being uh, fully awake and to understanding that they have the power to create whatever game they desire and getting together to play games and enjoy life for what it is and what it's supposed to be. We need to get rid of the people that want to force other people to do what they say, force other people to comply with them, you know, and that sort of thing. Um, and I think once we get rid of that kind of mentality, that kind of sociopathic, psych- psychotic, egomaniacal mentality of dominator, you know, Terrence McKenna used to call the uh, the dominator culture, you know, that sort of thing. Once we get rid of those those evil fucks, those those people that... Um, you know, I think a combination of them are evil, are truly evil, and I think a co- and some of them are true believers. In where they 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 are terrified of their own mortality, and they believe in you know certain kinds of myths or whatever. Or they just have to package the world together to be a certain way so they can you know make other people feel bad so they can feel better or something like that. I don't know, but uh, when 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 everyone is awake and there's more people awake than not awake, and then the awake people can take control. And when the awake people could take control, then we can dissolve of the very notion of control. Because nothing's under control. Everything's chaotic. Nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows why we're here. Nobody knows what the meaning and purpose of anything is. Nobody knows if there is anything of meaning and purpose. The only thing that we know is that we have sensations and we have thoughts and we experience our lives, uh, inside of our, our, whatever we are, our meat sacks, our brains. And, uh, that, uh, we can work together to make things, uh, better. Um, uh, but it's not, it's not easy. Um, but it, it takes, there's definitely, there's steps, you know, to be taken. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that might be a good place to end it. Um, so I hope you guys, uh, enjoy the show. I, I definitely, uh, enjoy, enjoy doing it. And, uh, you know, um, I'd love to hear like some feedback, uh, just, you know, leave a comment on SoundCloud or, or message me on Facebook or whatever, but just let me know. I mean, I, I let me know if you guys like these kinds of, uh, episodes where I just kind of ramble about uh, what's on my mind and and things like that, Uh, you know, uh, I I could also have more guests on if that's what you like. Um, I personally find it to be uh, entertaining uh, for myself to kind of just, you know, spit these these thoughts out there, but I also love talking to guests and, and learning about their stuff too. Uh, So yeah, just let me know and and look if you like the show if you want to support the show just uh, go to itunes and leave me a Nice rating and review on itunes. That's all you got to do just simple one You know go on there give me a couple stars whatever you want Um, Actually, not whatever you want. I'm gonna force you. Okay, you go on there and you leave me a five-star review god damn it All right, otherwise, I'm gonna tell jesus. No, I'm just kidding Um, Yeah, no five-star review review would be great if you enjoy the show like it share it subscribe all that good stuff And, um, and, and like I said, let me know what kind of episodes you guys want to see and what you, what kind of subjects you're interested in? What do you want to hear me talk about? And, uh, I love you all very much. Uh, thank you and peace.